0: Why should your customers choose you over your competition? Now, for some people, this will be a tough question to answer and you might feel like your business does exactly what everyone else does as well, everyone else in your industry or in your niche. So if that is the case, that's a good wake up call to realize that you need to figure out something that really differentiates your company and your product so that customers have a reason to choose you. Most of us wouldn't consider setting out on a trip without a map. Sure, if you start driving without a map, you might have fun, have an interesting experience, but you're probably not going to be able to get to a specific destination. So if that's important to you, then you start by pulling out your phone and pulling up Google Maps. But it is amazing how many people think that they can get away with exactly that when it comes to starting a business. They have a general idea of what business they want to start or what product they wanna sell, but they don't take the time to come up with a plan for how they're going to build build a particular business. In fact, a lot of people don't even know exactly what they're trying to build. They don't have an end destination in mind. And while building a business without a plan can still potentially be a fun and interesting experience, it can also potentially be a big waste of time. I'm going to show you exactly how to quickly and easily write a business plan to ensure that you have a solid plan for how you're going to build your business and where you're trying to take the company so that you can avoid wasting your time and energy and maybe a whole lot of money along the way. The first part of your business plan is the overview. So on this page of the plan, you will put details about your company such as your business name, where you do business, the main product or service that your business offers, as well as your mission statement. The last thing you'll likely want to include on the overview page is a diagram of your chart of accountability. This basically just describes who answers to who in your company. When you're first starting out, it will be your name in every blank on your chart of accountability but it is still good to clarify the different functions or roles that you're performing in the business so that later when you start to grow your team you're able to easily plug people into these different spots in the company page two of the business plan is about your business's message this message is going to serve the foundation for all of the marketing that your company does and Here's the truth, the more clear you are about exactly what your business's message is, the easier it will be to market your business and to make sales. Basically, your message is describing the value that your company offers to people and why it's worth their money. So the first thing that you're going to cover in the message section is what is the big problem that your company is solving? And if you sell multiple products, what you wanna think about here is the main product that you sell. That's a question I get all the time. So what is the main problem that this product solves for your customers? Then you're gonna move on to what result does your company create for the customers? So you're selling some sort of product. When someone buys it, what result can they expect to get from it? Then the next section asks How does your company create that result? So here you just need to describe in really simple terms how that result is created. How does the product actually work? If you can describe this in a really clear and simple way to your customers or your prospective customers, then they will be much more likely to trust that you can in fact provide that result to them. And if that result is something that they're interested in getting, then they will happily purchase your product to get it. Next comes who does your company serve? So who is your target customer. Here, you wanna focus more on psychographics than on demographics. And what that means is you want to describe the desires of your target customer and the problems that they're facing and how it's impacting them, not so much things like their age or their gender or ethnicity or anything like that. Now, if there are any of those factors that are important to your customer, then you will want to include those details. For example, if you offered counseling to women going through menopause, then clearly your target customers are only women. Or if you sell hair care products for people with a specific texture of hair, then your target demographic would be people of the ethnicity that have that specific texture of hair. So you only wanna include those demographic details if it's really relevant to the product that you're selling. The next item in the message section of your business plan says, why do you do what you do? So here you're going to tell a brief little bit of your backstory as it relates to what you do. and this just serves to give validity to your message and to help your customers trust you even more because it helps them to understand that you really understand what they're going through. And that makes them further believe that you will be able to help them solve their problem. Then you'll answer the question, why should your customers choose you over your competition? Now, for some people, this will be a tough question to answer. And you might feel like, your business does exactly what everyone else does as well. Everyone else in your industry or in your niche. So. If that is the case, that's a good wake-up call to realize that you need to figure out something that really differentiates your company and your product so that customers have a reason to choose you. And the final part of the message section of the business plan is about your proprietary system. So what is the special method that you use to get the desired result that nobody else in your industry is using? There's going to be some overlap between your proprietary system and why your customers should choose you, not the competition and also some overlap between your proprietary system and how you produce the result. In fact, those two things might look exactly the same, but you will find that it is much easier to market your product if you can use terminology that sets your product apart. So you're describing how you're doing things in a way that no one else is describing it, and this will make your customers see why your approach is different. The third section of your business plan is marketing. On this page of the business plan, you'll go over your target market psychographics and demographics in even more detail. Then you're going to give an estimated size of this target market. Now, this is a very standard part of a business plan and it's important, especially if you're going to be reaching out to investors and you need to persuade them that there is a sufficient number of people who will be interested in buying your product. But honestly, even if you are the only investor in your company, you should still make sure that there are plenty of people out there who actually want this product that you are going to be offering. So in order to figure out this target market, there's two different ways you can do it. You can either just take your psychographics and your demographics and then try to do your research to figure out how many people fit into those categories or you can look for groups of people who are potentially interested in your product. This could be things like Facebook groups or the number of people who subscribe to certain YouTube channels or who follow certain people or brands on Instagram. And then you can then add up the numbers of each of those different groups to come up with this estimated target market size. Now, if you do it that way, just know you will be underestimating a bit, but that can actually be a good thing because it means there will be even more people out there than those people who you Find in your initial research. Figuring out the estimated size of your target market will also help you answer the next question on your marketing section of your business plan, which is where can your target market be found? So wherever you found people to add up those numbers and estimate the size, you're just going to here record where you can find these people. And this will be so key later on when you are trying to go out there and reach these people and advertise to them because you've already figured out where you can find them. It will just be a really easy part of the process process. And then we come to the strategy section of your marketing plan. So here we have three different parts of the process. First of all is your visibility strategy. So your visibility strategy is how you're going to get visibility or exposure for your business It's basically your strategy for how you're going to tell people about your business. This could be YouTube, it could be Instagram or any other type of social media. It could be paid advertising. It could be doing collaborations with other brands. There are so many different options here, but you need to have a visibility strategy because nobody can buy your product if they don't know your brand exists. The second part of the marketing strategy component is your lead generation strategy. So once someone finds out about you with one of those visibility strategies, how are you going to turn them into a lead? How are you going to get their contact information so you can follow up with them and close the sale? A Very common strategy here would be to use a free opt-in offer. So basically this just means that you have some free resource. It could be like a sample of your product or it could be a free checklist or a free video training, whatever you want but this free thing is offered on your website. And then when someone visits your website, they can enter their email to get that free thing. Some brands do this by providing free samples or example products. Other brands do it by offering a coupon code if you subscribe to their newsletter. The final piece of the marketing strategy will be your conversion strategy. So how are you actually going to close the sale? Are you going to occasionally put your products on sale and then email people to let them know? Or will you use webinars? Or will you use email marketing? How are you going to actually close the sale? In this section of the marketing plan, you're also going to want to make any notes about how people will actually complete the transaction. So are they going to walk up to the cash register and check out manually, or are they going to visit a checkout page on your website? We need to know exactly how this transaction will be processed. The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions, and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now, here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. Okay, so now we come to the fourth part of the business plan. And this is where you describe the products that your business sells. So maybe your business only sells one product or maybe you sell several, but either way you are going to want to outline the basic details of each of these products. So specifically you'll want to have a name for the product and then describe the result that the product creates. So this is kind of the explicit thing that someone buys it and they immediately get a result from it. So for example, someone buys a computer and then they can access the internet and do word processing. But then the next part of it is the impact that that has. So how does it affect my life? Well, now I could use this machine to start a business or to write a book or to organize my life better. And so the reason that's important is because depending on what the impact is, you will market your product very differently. So if I wanted to sell this computer to entrepreneurs, then I would talk about the impact that it can have on a business. So I could tell people, this machine can run your entire business for you, it provides a way that you can connect with other people, Uh, it provides a way that you can run your website, and that can persuade people that this is the right machine for them because it will really serve the purpose they have for it. So you'll wanna go through describing those different aspects of your product for each different product you sell. Again, it's name, and then the direct result that the product creates, and finally the impact that that will have on the customer's life. The fifth part of your business plan is called production and delivery. And so this describes how your product is made and delivered to your customers. So depending on what you sell, this could look very different from one business to the next. If you're creating online courses, then your production process might look like you planning the courses and filming the lessons and editing the videos and uploading them to a course platform. On the other hand, if you are going to sell water bottles, then you might need to first design your product and then have a prototype created and then work with a manufacturer to actually be producing the product. And so your production system is mostly going to be outsourced. It is going to be done by a separate manufacturer, and then maybe just shipped to your warehouse or shipped to Amazon's warehouse, something like that. And then the second part of this is the delivery process. So how are you actually going to get your product into your customer's hands once it exists? Again, Depends a lot, depending on what you're selling. So if you have a digital course, then this might mean that you need to use some email marketing software to email them their access details, their login and their password, so that they can then visit a course platform website to access the materials. On the other hand, if you're selling something on Amazon, then Amazon FBA might be your delivery service and you don't have to do that yourself, it's outsourced. So this process looks really different from one business to the next, but whatever it looks like in your company for your specific products, you need to describe how you're going to make the product and how you're going to get it into your customer's hands. The sixth and final part of the process is where you outline your goals. This is so important because this is where you decide exactly where you want your company to head. Now, honestly, all the rest of the business plan really helped you with that also because probably most of the things you were describing aren't things you're doing yet, especially if you're in the very beginning phases of starting your business. So for example, you might've been describing a product that. Doesn't exist yet, or a target market that you're not yet selling to, and so all of those things are helping to solidify your vision for the company. But here in the last part of the business plan, you're going to really clarify your specific goals for certain benchmarks you want to take the company to in the first year, and also in the first five years. So for each of these two time periods, I want you to name a certain amount of revenue that you want to get to. Now I know that this can feel really arbitrary, um, and so for that first year, you'll want to think about how many sales you are going to create per month and really just break it down and think about it smaller. Honestly, when you're first starting a company, your first goal should just be to make your first Thousand dollars to really validate your business idea. We'll be talking about that more next week in next week's episode of the Small Business 101 series. But when it comes to your one year goals, it is really, it's going to be a lot of guesswork if you haven't done any of the work of building your business at all yet. And so you just need to accept that and set a kind of arbitrary goal and know that one year from now, you'll have a lot more information that will allow you to set better goals for the future. So to just give yourself some sort of benchmark, have a new goal to shoot for. Then the next one will be your profit goal. So different businesses have very different profit margins. Some businesses have a 2% profit margin. Other businesses have a 50% profit margin. Now, if you are selling some sort of physical product, I would recommend you shoot for a 20% profit margin. It'll likely end up being a bit lower for that, but it's still a good goal to shoot for. On the other hand, if you're selling a service or if you're selling a digital product, I would shoot for a 50% profit margin. So whatever your revenue goal was, just divide that in half and that is your profit goal. The next line for your goal is the sales. And so this is a number of sales that you need to make in order to hit that revenue goal. And then the final two sections of your goals are the impact and the development. So impact is about what sort of impact do you want to have on the world by that point in time? So by the end of your first year in business, what impact do you want to have had on the world? And then development has to do with how the business has grown and developed. So who do you want to be on your team by the end of the first year and then by the end of the fifth year. And what do you want your company's organization to look like? Or how many hours do you want to be working? All of those aspects have to do with your business's development. You also could talk about systems and structure, things like where you are doing business. So maybe moving to a bigger store, or redesigning your website, things like that, or working with a professional branding designer. Okay, so that brings us to the end. That is all there is to it. It is kind of a lot, but at the same time, it's not that much, considering that you can write this entire business plan in just an hour or two at most, and it is going to be your guide and light for the next year or two. Now, do keep in mind that you should be open to rewriting this plan in the future. It's not gonna serve you forever. As your company grows, as you start making sales, you will learn a lot, and as you get more information, you'll be able to make better plans and set better, more realities quality-based goals instead of goals that are quite so arbitrary. As I mentioned earlier on, the template that I was using throughout the video can be downloaded for free. Also, I want to let you know that this is episode three of our Small Business 101 series that we are currently running on the channel. So if you are currently in the process of building your own business and you would like some guidance along the way, then make sure you are subscribed to the channel and that you have notifications turned on so that you find out when each new episode is released. Next week's episode will be all about validating your business idea. This is so important and a part of the process that so many new entrepreneurs completely skip. They get a business idea that they're excited about and they just start charging forward, investing tons of time and energy and often money as well into this completely unproven business idea. But there's a way better way to go about this. You can take just a couple months to validate your business idea, do some market research, release a beta version of the product, generate your first sales and earn your first thousand dollars, truly the most important money you will ever make because it is what both proves your business idea and sets you up for long-term success. So if you haven't yet validated your business idea, then join me next week to learn exactly how you can do that for yourself. All right. Well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More, a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.